1: Prepare yourself to ingest current events,
0: pop culture, and politics with a side of Latin flair.
2: Batches? I don't have to show you any stinking batches?
0: This is the Chris Salcedo Show on the Blaze Radio Network.
3: Well, we went through it on Monday, and it wasn't, or I'm sorry, Friday, and today is Monday, and it wasn't pretty. And after the weekend shenanigans, it... It doesn't look any prettier. <laughs> uh, the uh, the first major initiative of the Republican Party as a governing party didn't go so well, folks. And we will um, we will boil it down for you here on the Chris Salcedo Show. Glad you've tuned in. Telephone numbers triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three eight 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 nine zero zero three three nine three. I'm already getting uh, uh, tweets today from individuals who are who are saying uh, uh, Trump wants to work with the Democrats now. See, Trump wants to work with the Democrats. You supported him. It's, uh, okay, my fault. I, <laughs> First off, I'm not hitting the panic button. And I nothing that happened this weekend, I think was uh, this week and this weekend, I believe was Trump's fault. Certainly Obamacare is not his fault. But we'll, like I said, get into all of this coming up throughout the course of the program. I want to hear from you. Who, who do you blame for all this? I mean, blame... It's not necessarily constructive, but it does it does help us correct wrongs and move forward once you realize where the mistakes were made. And there are a hell of a lot of mistakes made in this, in my estimation. Uh, telephone number again is 888-933-933-888-900-3393. Call me. Catch the show live. Blaze.com slash Radio SiriusXM is going away. So you're going to need not one, but two smartphone apps. Blaze Radio smartphone app iHeart Radio app, SoundCloud, uh, SoundCloud, iTunes and Stitcher for on-demand listening. And social media on Facebook the Chris Salcedo show, on Twitter, uh, Chris Salcedo TX at Chris s a l c e d o and then head to the blaze.com and click on the channels tab and make sure you follow the show there. <sighs> Some of the words that I mentioned right after the election are coming back to haunt us and I I wondered I I don't want to pretend I was Nostradamus here and because I I, I really didn't think that the Republican party was this ill prepared to govern. But it turns out it was. I said when Donald Trump won, that all of the divisions and fissures and the battle for the heart and soul of the Republican Party was still there. The winning of the election just papered over a lot of those divisions. And I think there's a, a pretty good case to be made that those divisions are real and still ever present because of what we witnessed on Friday. Now, I know a lot of folks want to blame the Freedom Caucus. There's a guy named uh, Ted Poe, who used to be, he's a uh, legislator from the state in which I reside in Texas. Here's what he said about the Freedom Caucus. He's, He's leaving the Freedom Caucus.
2: The issue was always that conservatives were not brought to the table in the Republican Party. Now we've been brought to the table. We've talked to the president. We've talked to the speaker. We've talked to uh, members of uh, the Republican Party, and we were brought to the table. And we had our input. Changes were made. And they continued to vote no.
3: So he left. He actually went on to say that had the Ten Commandments been up for a vote, the, the Freedom Caucus would have voted no. I, I don't think that was the case. Ten Commandments seem to have it a little more on the ball, and not to mention the fact that uh, the, the Ten Commandments seem to be a little more thought out. <laughs> I'm just, just saying. Now, the, the work wasn't done. The work was not done. And there were some fibs that were told. Paul Ryan told us, by the way, we're, we're trying to get Paul Ryan on, but uh, for some reason, uh, he doesn't want to go on a conservative talk radio right now. <laughs> uh, I, I've put in some calls to his people. We're back and forth. We're emailing. And again, I I and I like Paul Ryan. Don't get me. I, I take heat every single time I say it, but I do. And I understand why he had to do this the way he did it. He tried to do it Anyway. But this was the kind of work that needed to be done two years ago, three years ago. It's, it was no secret even back then that Obamacare was going to implode. Everybody's been telling us Obamacare is imploding. It was only a matter of time. So that's going on. That's happening. And it's going to continue to happen. I I venture a guess because well, there's there's not going to be much done to, to replace it. You knew as Speaker of the House that you that you had disparate interests. You had moderate Republicans, you had conservative Republicans, and everybody in between. So you needed to cobble together a a plan that everybody could agree on. And that was all well and good when it was all a show vote back when Obama was was in the uh, in the oval. But when the rubber meets the road and when responsibility happens, well, you better be prepared to go. The repeal effort, this was not a repeal bill. This was a rewrite. What what Paul Ryan put up was not an Obamacare repeal. It was repeal in name only. <laughs> Rhino. Repeal in name only. It was A rewriting of the structure of Obamacare to put in some conservative stuff. It was, and this is what I've always had a problem with this repeal effort, is that it accepted the premise that we need a massive entitlement here. Moderate Republicans inside of blue states have agreed that socialism works. And that we need to have government control over one sixth of the U.S. economy, to which I say no. And the Freedom Caucus said no. Now, the other side of this that Jim Jordan didn't seem to appreciate, nor did Meadows or any of those, is that you do a straight repeal. And you're going to you're going to cast out millions into the wilderness and they're going to resent you for it. Because as Charles, Kraut, now, Charles Krauthammer observed this on Friday, and if Charles Krauthammer is right, it's over, folks. The American experiment is over. We become Europe. We become Canada. There is no longer a champion that will be able to be that shining city on the hill. There will no longer be an America that we knew that so many around the world have come to depend upon to be the grown-ups because we'll have surrendered to our baser impulses and we'll be just a second-world, second-rate power. And, and, And for all of you who think I'm being rhetorical here, read up on your history. Read up what happens when Politicians give up on principle and just basically surrender to their constituents against the rule of law and against the best interest of the nation simply because they want it. Well, they want it. Give it to them. Never mind that it's there is there is no provision in our Constitution that says that you have the right to health care paid for by your neighbor none of that doesn't exist or any service for that matter. What hell, why stop at healthcare? I want a house paid for by somebody else. I want uh, a boat paid for by somebody else. I want my car paid for by somebody else. If healthcare paid for by somebody else is somehow virtuous and guaranteed, which it's not, then why not anything else? So, crowdhammer believes that Obama was even more damaging than we we in the conservative movement have said that his occupation of the oval office was. Here's what he said.
4: The big picture I think is that it's a, a victory for philosophically for Obama. He this is now 7 years since the act was put into place. The country has changed. There is now the generalized expectation that there is an entitlement to universal health care. That was always around to some extent. But I think if you listen to the terms of the debate, the main argument was who's going to lose, how many are going to lose, which implies that nobody ought to lose. Everybody ought to have health care. And I think philosophically, what did the Republicans have to offer? The Obamacare bill said universal health care.
3: Yeah, it wasn't, by the way. There's still 29 million people. Uh, uninsured, but of course the folks in the basket of bias, liberal press, will never report that crap. If Krauthammer is right and the country indeed has changed, that everybody's a socialist now, it's over. And uh, what is to follow is a lot of years of darkness, folks. It th- This is the point where it doesn't get better. This is the point where the decline is cemented. And Democrat lawmakers get what they can get. A lot of Republican lawmakers surrender. Well, just get what I can get. My family will be okay. And you surrender future generations. You surrender the future of America for the temporary convenience of today. We're not going to go away. Don't get, don't get me wrong. We're not going gonna to go away. We won't be able to be a... a a power anymore a superpower certainly not but there will be other nations that are hungry that have not surrendered to this lunacy that somebody else should be paying for all your stuff (laughs) and uh... that we will be eclipsed and there are some serious real-world consequences economically speaking that comes with that and it means a lower quality of life, lower technological advancements. And let me ask you this as we go to break. If we're not leading, who will? And that should scare the hell out of all of you. Who is next in line, poised to lead the world? <laughs> Back in a minute. It's a Salcedo show on The Blaze
1: keep up with the Chris Salcedo show on Facebook and on Twitter at Chris Salcedo TX just another way to stay in touch with Chris on the Blaze Radio Network
2: are you worried about your mom or dad living alone in their house hi I'm Joan London. show conservative
0: talk radio with spice
4: the the bill that ryan was offering was what how could you other than we made a promise we want to keep it what was the essence of it there wasn't and secondly there was the technical issue which is that ryan crafted a bill to fit the technical requirements of what was called reconciliation in the senate which is why he could not include in the bill the things that would have satisfied the conservatives.
3: I don't think that's true. Uh, not All of it. I think some of it is true. But remember, 15 months ago, a bill got through the House and the Senate without reconciliation. Now, it may not have been opposed because the Democrats knew that uh, Obama was going to veto it. But that same bill should have been the premise. And, you know, Krauthammer has come up with this this idea that we 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 kind of like the more the more often i hear it the the, the more i like it he, he hasn't he hasn't taken it out into the theatrics as much as we have and we have we've expanded on his theory i wonder i think this is the sound but maybe he might get into some of it
4: tort reform stripping out the requirements for what has to be in every bill the coverage mandate that kind of thing or or buying health care across state lines he should have put that, I mean, in retrospect, and perhaps in the future, you put all of that into the House bill, you pass it, you send it to the Senate, and then let the Democrats kill it with a filibuster. If that's where the country is, let it be that way, and then the Republicans at least will not have a political black eye. See, and that,
3: and that party's absolutely correct. What What they should have done was taken the consensus bill, which was— that bill 15 months ago. And then, now again, this work should have all been done a couple of years ago. Or should have been 15 months ago saying, hey, you know what? We're going to win. We're going to win the presidency. We're going to win. Remember, 15 months ago, I, I, Trump wasn't the, I don't know, well, some quick math here. Trump wasn't the declared nominee. They should have, they should have been banking on having at least the White House. And I know many of them didn't plan on having the Senate, but there you go. So, at any rate, play to win. So you have this, the basis for the repeal saying, okay, what are we going to do to placate those moderate blue state Republicans? Uh, because, because some of their constituencies who have been helped. There are millions of people out there who have been helped by Obamacare. And there are several million others. Who have been screwed. More I mean an 85 to 15% ratio. Because the majority of the country is being screwed with triple rate hikes, with triple uh deductible hikes, and, and crappier policies. And then there are some, there are winners in Obamacare, don't get me wrong, but they're the minority of the country. The rest of us are getting hammered so that a scant few can can have uh healthcare, better health and there's still 29 million people uninsured so go figure So wh- what you do and what I would have recommended is you send it over and you you structure in this cushioning period that that uh, Jim Jordan is fond of talking about but it, it keeps the subsidies in for a couple of years and allows people to transition then it sunsets presumably while the insurance industry, recuperates and builds up something new under the new dynamic. Now, you let the Democrats filibuster it, but then this is where the theatrics comes in that I don't think Krauthammer is expanded on. Mitch McConnell makes the Democrats filibuster the old-fashioned way. Makes them get up in front of the cameras. Makes them stand there to defeat this bill. And you get this video, and you have hours upon hours upon hours of Democrats singing the praises of Obamacare. And the damn thing does what it's designed to do, fail. Kills the insurance companies, which is a plus. Kills the traitorous insurance companies. And then, then, when it's all gone to pot and the Republicans are sitting back going, hey, we tried we tried but look at look at look at these hours of democrats telling you how wonderful obamacare is how wonderful is it now that it's collapsed everything how wonderful is that and then you st- then then once you've soundly defeated them then you move on and then you say we're going to repeal and deregulate we're going to repeal and we're going to We do not surrender to the premise that you are owed health care paid for by your neighbor. That's un-American. Now, uh, will there be plenty of uh, opportunities to help through charitable organizations? Sure. Free clinics? Absolutely. With a plan that is competition-centered. Once you resurrect the catastrophic loss policies, if you are impoverished, to guard Americans against the liability of having you behave irresponsibly and getting sick or just getting the catastrophic diagnosis. Those who are below the poverty line can qualify for uh, a rather inexpensive catastrophic loss policy. So that would have been the way to have handled it. uh, That's not the way it happened. We'll get into what actually happened. A review of Friday coming up on the Salcedo Show and your calls. 888-900-3393. Be right back. 888 3393
5: The Chris Salcedo Show.
3: On the Blaze Radio Network.
0: Salcedo.
2: This is pretty, it's pretty exciting for us. Yesterday, our anniversary. Today, a victory for the Affordable Care Act, more importantly, for the American people.
3: Yeah, Nancy Pelosi, look, gloating, and I guess she deserves it. Uh, take your victory lap, but the, the whole premise, and notice how she couches it. A uh, 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 victory for uh, uh, us and the anniversary of Obamacare, which, of course, is a, is a failing law. But they get they get to keep Obama's legacy together for another year or two, and and hope something comes up to save their butts. She t- she talks about she encapsulates it a victory for liberalism for Democrats, and then oh yeah by the way and for the American people, which is uh, patently absurd, as the American people are getting raked over the coals by this damn law. The the, the Democrats can't point to. Uh, premiums going down they can't point to deductibles going down they can't point to wider access one-third of the counties in the country only have one choice no choice five states no choice and they call this good and it's going to it's going to get even worse and Trump has been saying a version of this all along this was um, President Trump on on Friday after the defeat.
2: I've been saying for the last year and a half that the best thing we can do, politically speaking, is let Obamacare explode. It is exploding right now. And I think the losers are Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer.
3: Well, the losers are the American people first, Mr. President. But now that and again, the only thing that would have made this a lot more convincing is if the Republicans could have had broad-based consensus to send something over to the Senate and say we tried. They couldn't get it because they they tried to be cute. Number one. Number two, they didn't do the work. This should have been agreed to two years ago. The demographics in the House of Representatives on the Republican side have not changed all that much. Freedom Caucus was around two years ago. So you get them to buy in, you get your moderates to buy in, and and, and you send it up there. Everybody agrees. should have been agreed to two years ago. And, and of course, Jim Jordan will say, yeah, we did agree to it 15 months ago because we passed it. That would have been a great place to start. But at any rate, what Trump is talking about here is that Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer, they they are now— The symbolic heads of the Democrat Party. And the Democrat Party owns lock, stock and barrel Obamacare. There are still no Republican fingerprints on Obamacare. Not one vote. Not one vote. And it's going to implode. And it's going to take a lot of Americans with it. It's going to be very painful when it crashes and burns. And Trump is going to sit back and say, well, you know, I think he'll be able to to basically say we, we really did give this a try. Um, what he'll have to push back on the, the basket of biased press is that because of their failure to clean up the Democrats' mistakes, Americans are suffering because of the Republicans. There will be some in the press who try to spin it that way. Don't, don't think that's not going to happen, folks. Trust me when I tell you it will. But Mr. Mr. Trump had better be ready with a full blitz. And the Republicans had better get on board to, to basically remind America that this law was shoved down our throats by the Democrats.
2: Because now they own Obamacare. They own it, 100 percent own it. And this is not a Republican health care. This is not anything but a Democrat health care. And they have Obamacare for a little while longer until it ceases to exist, which it will at some point in the near future
3: yep it will and it's 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 not going to be pretty and there will be a lot of democrats uh, swimming for cover but they're not going to be able to find any in particular the ones who have voting records and some some are saying that this was the this was the plan all along just to have a half-hearted effort to replace Obamacare and then let it implode so that nobody is ever tempted to experiment with voting Democrat again or experiment with socialism ever again. I don't think so. I don't think that was the case. Um, I just don't think that there were too many in-house leadership with that forward thinking. And uh, I think it was just the opposite. They weren't forward thinking enough. They didn't think they were going to win. And Tom Cotton was speaking to CBS, and this idea of letting Obamacare fail is really troubling to those in the basket of bias. CBS was really, really concerned because they don't want Democrats to be held accountable for it. Because that's that's the way of the world. Democrats do things they're never held to account. It's up to the Republicans to come in and bail their worthless rear ends out so they can so they can go on and live to fight another day so liberalism goes on to fight another day well it turns out that uh, that this worries the basket of biased press that when this thing implodes and even though try as they might they're not covering it now like they're not covering the the millions who are uninsured when this does collapse the democrats will have sole responsibility for imposing this law and that worries cbs
5: and, and that you dealt with in those town halls is when they hear
3: the president say i'm going to let it collapse and then the democrats will beg me to fix it but what, what people who are out there nervous about this who have obamacare who don't have obamacare people who are just straight up nervous aren't isn't that a nervous making yeah, thing well, to hear well isn't that a nervous making thing to hear y- yes it is very nerve-wracking to know that republicans will not be defending the country against democrat policies That suck. Yeah, I I can imagine. For whatever reason, whether it's intentional, whether they can't get their poop together, I don't know. But it is, it is kind of disturbing to know that rampant left-wing extremism, which is now the hallmark of the Democrat Party, will go unopposed. Unopposed, as it has been the last eight years. And here's this CBS guy fretting, oh, oh, he's he's not worried about the country. He's worried about Democrats getting the blame. He tries to couch it and, oh, there are people out there that are disquieted. Well, yeah, okay. We all know where CBS's priority is in guarding the Democrats. Remember, they're not dedicated journalists, folks. They're dedicated Democrats. Speaking of which, this Ted Koppel thing with, with Hannity. Let me just say, don't do, and this is advice I would give to anybody, don't do liberal press unless it's live. Pre-tape stuff, turn it down. Turn it down. Because you're going to go through what what Hannity's going through right now. Or or you insist that you get a copy of it. it. And you sign an agreement that you won't air it, until, until the, 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 special that is being taped airs, but you get a copy of it. So when, if slash when they edit it to make you look like an, and I'm not saying that Sean looked like an idiot. I don't think he did, but Hannity's out there saying the couple release the whole dang thing. This was a railroad job. Koppel wasn't, Koppel was out there to destroy opinion talk radio because he doesn't, because Koppel doesn't like opinions. Just his and Democrats and the liberal press. Uh, He says that talk radio is bad for America. Yeah, Too much free thinking going on for Mr. Koppel's liking. Too much, too much opinion for Mr. Koppel's liking. Much better when, when everybody just said, oh, well, if you see it on the news, it's, uh, it must be so. And we know that's not the case. That I have my perspective on the news, and guess what? Ted Koppel does too. And it shows up in his reporting. Isn't that right, Teddy? And all the, uh, the rest of the basket of bias, it shows up in their quote-unquote reporting too. We called in the liberal talk shows for a reason. The only thing they don't like is having opposing points of view. Anyway, uh, uh, Tom Cotton responded to CBS uh, navel-gazing over what was going to be uh, uh, people fretting over Donald Trump allowing Obamacare to do what Obamacare was designed to do, which is... Destroy the health insurance industry and collapse.
6: As I said, as I said at all my town halls, I uh, say anytime Obamacare comes up as a topic in Arkansas, I know that some people were helped by Obamacare. There's no doubt about that. But many more were hurt by it, and those are the people who we need to keep in mind uh, when we're trying to solve the problems for people who benefited from Obamacare without cause, putting imposing all the costs that Obamacare did. Mm-hmm. And the president is simply stating a fact that the entire health care system is groaning under the weight of Obamacare. We don't have a choice to revisit or not revisit it. We have to revisit it.
3: Yeah, oh they, they will. When the timing is right. Uh 88 93393 8 900 3393 I see some calls on the line. We'll get to your calls after the break right here on the Blaze.
0: Broadcasting with Latin Flair, this is the Chris Salcedo Show on the Blaze Radio Network. Chris Salcedo is on
3: the Blaze Radio Network. The antidote to the basket of bias. It's the Chris Salcedo Show. I'm glad you've made it, folks. Of course, basket of bias, our pet name for the liberal press. Let's get out to North Carolina. Connor, I appreciate you dialing in. 888-933-93. What say you?
5: Well, it seems to me that when Obamacare was first uh, proposed and implemented, some people said that the government has no business getting into business because there's no way they could run it. So I'm curious now why the Republican Party and, frankly, some constitutionalists are trying to, instead of just get rid of the whole thing altogether, just replace it with something else.
3: That's a great it's, question. And, and, and that, is, that is a fundamental tenet of why we favor replace or repeal and deregulate, not repeal and replace. Uh, I, I don't believe we need to accept that government has a role in running at all one-sixth of the U.S. economy.
5: Yeah. And I can't help but wonder how a businessman in the White House isn't pushing that.
3: I don't know. I don't know. Uh, you know, there there are some other theories out there about what's going on with Trump, Connor, about that he his big his big emphasis is business and his big emphasis is is tax reform and and, and job creation that he trusted. Paul Ryan and he trusted the Republicans and really wasn't up to speed on what was in this replacement bill or if he was he just took the assurances of the of the GOP establishment that it had to be this way so that uh, Republicans wouldn't take it in the shorts in the next in the next election. Uh who knows what the what the, what the true story is but there are rumors all over the place about what really happened. So yeah, but I mean, I'm with you. I uh, like I said, uh, repeal and deregulate. That's what we. That's what we need in this country. I agree. I I, agree. I, I do. I do not think that that. Well, yeah. there's an old axiom, and you probably heard it or a, a derivation of it from one, uh, one time or another. That if you think the problem is bad now, wait until government "quote unquote" fixes it. <laughs> <laughs> then it's really going to be a problem then.
5: Oh yeah, of course.
3: Yeah. Connor, I appreciate the call, man. Don't be a stranger here to the Chris Salcedo Show. 888-933-933-888-900-3393. Uh, there's more from Tom Cotton. Uh, it kind of buttresses what I was saying that this initiative needed to be worked on for the last couple of years or should have been, re- should have been agreed to years ago. And here's Cotton on... Uh, On CBS.
6: First, I'd say the president is right that the Democrats gave us Obamacare, and the failure of this bill this week doesn't solve the problems of Obamacare. It's continuing to get worse, and our health care system is groaning under the weight of Obamacare. So we have to revisit it. We now have the time to do it in a more deliberate and careful fashion. But ultimately, I don't think you can lay the defeat of this bill last week on any single faction in the House of Representatives. Some conservatives opposed it. Some moderates opposed it. Even chairmen of powerful committees opposed it. I just think the problem was with first the bill and then the process. Healthcare is a very complicated issue. To release a bill uh, that was written in secret and then expect to pass it in 18 days i I just don't think was feasible
3: so remember i i hasten to remind all of you what we endured with the election of resident obama we went i think it was nine months nine to ten months of the democrats lying to us remember i mean they, they really laid it on thick too but there was a a consensus building period where the democrats lied to us like your plan, keep your plan. Like your doctor, keep your doctor. Uh, you're going to save $2,500 um, per year for an average family of four. So they, they did the work to, to BS the country. And, of course, we, we can't say the, the, the actual term because we have more class than CNN, but they BS to the country. So here comes Paul Ryan. Did he spend months? No, he sp- Paul Ryan and the Republicans spent how many days? 18 days. And CBS is over there stroking their chin thoughtfully, and they wanted Mr. Mister Cotton to be on the record.
2: So your judgment, just so nobody mistakes your message, is that the House rushed it?
6: I, th- I think the House moved a bit too fast. Okay. Eight- 18 days is simply not enough time for such a major landmark
3: legislation. And not only to get the legislation right... But I don't know. Maybe dot some i's and cross some t's, and basically find out if you have enough votes <laughs> to pass it out of the House of Representatives. That would have been a good, you know, step one. Maybe step two in this whole process. I just just call me silly. I'm be right back. 888-900-3393. The Chris Salcedo Show on the Blaze Radio Network.
0: Prepare yourself to ingest current events, pop culture, and politics with a side of Latin flair. I don't
2: have to show you any stinking
4: vaches!
0: This is the Chris Salcedo Show on the Blaze Radio Network.
6: Instead of doing the blame game, let's get to work. Let's do the responsible thing. Let's get back to work and do what we told the voters we were going to do. Remember this bill? 17% 17% of the country approved this bill. Maybe, maybe the, fa- the fact that we opposed it, we did the country a favor because this bill didn't repeal Obamacare. This bill didn't do what we told the American people we were going to do. So let's be responsible. Let's get back to work and do what we told the American people we were going to accomplish, which is repeal Obamacare and replace it with a patient-centered health care program. But, but-
3: the leader, uh, well, one of the leaders of the Freedom Caucus, Jim Jordan, one of the co-founders of the Freedom Caucus, uh, on Fox News Sunday over the weekend, he's right about what that bill was. It it wasn't a repeal. It was a rewrite. The, the basic structure of Obamacare remained, and the, uh, the Obamacare powers and authorities to the federal government were not surrendered. Some of the taxes were, but as Merrill Matthews told us, a lot of the taxes weren't. Let me get out of some more calls here. Triple eight nine hundred thirty-three ninety three-eight eight eight-nine zero zero three three nine three. To Missouri we go. Hey John, welcome to the Salcedo show. What say you, man? Hey, um, I've just got a quick
5: question. I just want to bounce it off of you because it almost seems too simple. If um if Obamacare was determined to be constitutionally legal because it's a tax, can't we just get rid of the part that makes it a tax? Then send it back to the Supreme Court.
3: Uh sh- what would be the pitfall? Well, I, But yeah, but then you'd have to go through the whole legal rigmarole. And, and don't forget, what in the meantime, what happens, the obligations from Obamacare don't stop. So right. the, 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 the government keeps on paying out, and there are no taxes collected to offset it. So you want to talk about skyrocketing the debt and <laughs> the deficit. It's going to go through the roof until it's adjudicated by the court. And, and you're right. It was deemed... Uh, constitutional because it was a tax, but uh, mm. ta- just taking out the tax provisions basically it it turns into an unfunded mandate, and then and then you're right. really then you're really screwing <laughs> the entire country.
5: <laughs> so it almost hurt more than it's actually worth
3: to get yeah. rid of it. Yep. Gotcha. Okay. All right, John. Thank Fair you enough. very much. Hey, hey, don't hey. be a stranger, man. Appreciate the call here to the Salcedo Show gotcha. from Missouri to New York. We go, Rich. Welcome to the Salcedo Show, man. How you been?
5: Hey, Chris. Long time. How you been?
3: Doing, doing well, sir. Thank you for asking. What's going on?
5: How about, how about this narrative? How about the Republicans and Donald Trump thanking the Freedom Caucus for saving their butts? Because if this bill was as bad as they say, okay, they would be letting the Democrats off the hook and putting the Republican name on a similar plan that would have failed also
3: i think i think you're right there's there's a lot of um a lot of truth to what you just said uh because this this, again surrendering to this idea that we need an entitlement it just basically what you would be doing is is just switching blame and you know what the press is so willing to exonerate democrats from blame when all their crap goes wrong when republicans crap goes wrong (laughs) it's it's the top story in every newscast for years i don't think, i don 't think
5: people understand some of the terms that are thrown around with regard to health care, like for instance um, uh, uh, earned income tax credit okay it sounds nice most people have the impression you get a tax credit after you 've made enough money no. and, and it 's not that it's not
3: it 's still a give back, okay? it's a subsidy under it 's just a subsidy under another but, name
5: but but chris this The people who don't make enough money, who don't pay any taxes at all, get a check. I I know.
3: Yeah, I know. And and exactly. This is what Paul Ryan didn't want to talk about very much, is that there would still be government. And and again, he could have solved this problem by saying, look, until we transition back to a more competitive format and we have. Uh, all of these insurance companies competing with one another. We're going to put a sunset provision where we'll we'll maintain the subsidies, but only for a, a, a designated period of time, and then and then we'll allow the subsidies to expire because by then uh, there's going to be more expansive, affordable health care for everybody, and uh, you won't need the federal government to subsidize this anymore. But he didn't do that. They stayed. It was. It was a normal part of operating, which we don't want to accept. How about pre-existing
5: conditions? You know what that means? That's a code. That's a code term. Only, only Rand Paul had the nerve to actually say what that means. Pre-existing conditions means that you could take it out insurance after you get sick. And, and I think he was very clear on how insurance companies cannot stay solvent with that, you know, kind of a... Uh, uh, a
3: policy, you know, not, not not at not with price caps, and not with mandates in them as to what they might cover. Uh, you know what? There's a there's a soundbite we got coming up, Rich, that talks about. or Actually, it's not a soundbite. It's an, an analysis done by uh, Heritage. Uh, the know, that wasn't Heritage. It was um, oh, the Daily Signal. The Daily Signal did this, which is Heritage's uh, news operation, but. This this talking about essential health benefits. What it did to the cost of health care, by themselves, increased the cost of health care by eight percent. Health insurance by eight percent. Now essential, according to whom? Obama. who said it was essential for a 65 year old couple to have to buy prenatal care but they have to under Obamacare because some liberal idiot somewhere said oh that's essential well to hell with that I should be able to determine what I think is essential for me because health care is personal not one size fits all government mandate and that's something that Democrats don't have the brains to have a concept of but Republicans should know better
5: I got, I got one last thing. Sure. I just heard Chuck Schumer say this, and I swear to God, Chris, and I think that, that we can define everything out of Chuck Schumer's mouth as misinformation. He actually said the hard right approved of this health care bill that just failed. Now, when he says the hard right, I just assume he means conservatives, well, is this man confused? Wasn't it the conservatives in the Freedom
3: Caucus that didn't want the bill? I, well, you're right. I, uh, first off, Chuck Schumer's very confused. Number one, it was the it was the Tuesday group that was the most uh, the most uh, supportive of this thing. The moderate Republicans, if you will, uh, not not the Freedom Caucus. It was it's the Freedom Caucus who are being blamed for killing this thing.
5: I just I just heard Schumer say that. And Chris, if you if you follow him which is painful to follow.
3: Yes. But
5: every word out of his mouth keeps referencing the hard right, the hard they did this to George Bush. They kept George Bush made lots of concessions to the Democrats, but the media and the Democrat political elite kept referring to him as this extreme
3: right-wing conservatives. It's the same playbook. You know what What Harry Reid was doing when he had Chuck Schumer's job? He was calling us uh, extremist conservatives or extreme uh, extreme Republicans or extreme conservatives. So uh, that's why I, we, we've adopted their language. And you know what? And if we ever start calling them the hard left, <laughs> we'll do it too. Uh, what's good for the goose is good for the gander. Hey, thanks for the call, man. I appreciate it. All right, Chris. All right. Telephone numbers triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three eight 3393 Paul Ryan on Friday stepped up to the microphone and he he took his medicine and uh, there there are some things and we were I think we carry this live on Friday but there's I want to analyze his comments and coming up at the bottom of the hour, guys, don't miss this. You guys, you, well, there's a lot of talking out there a lot of commentary about about this deep state and it's usually in the context of those who are trying to thwart Donald Trump those who left Obama holdovers well it turns out the deep state according to one source has been around for a lot longer than that than Obama of course as with as is the case with all things Obama it got worse under his tenure but don't miss this, the bottom of the hour, somebody who has been a victim, firsthand victim of the deep state. And he will articulate something to you that I think that you're going to want to hear about what's happening to the federal government as a result of 9/11, as a result of, of with all the good intention of the world to secure the homeland, in the hands of the likes of Barack Obama and what it was turned into. It's all coming up. The Chris Salcedo Show here on The Blaze.
0: Telling the truth. It's one of those jobs American liberals won't do. That's why we need the liberty-loving Latino Chris Salcedo. The Blaze Radio Network. to The Chris Salcedo Show on the Blaze Radio Network.
3: Look, if you're frustrated, I'm glad you tuned in, by the way, folks. Welcome back to The Chris Salcedo Show. If you're frustrated with either side, I don't care whether it's the the Conservative Freedom Caucus, whether it's the Tuesday group, whether it's Paul Ryan, or the president himself, let's hear it. Uh, I, I don't have all the puzzle pieces here. I don't have... I wasn't in on these discussions. I don't know who said what or who planned what. Just... I'm just floating out ideas on what's out there in the ether I don't know whether or not uh Trump set this up to fail I do know what he's been saying uh, every step of the way with and, and I agree with him that the press look 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 at what happened when the Republicans started talking about repeal and replace what became the focus what are you going to repeal it with what are you going to repeal it with? Oh, the CBO numbers. Oh, the C- oh, 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 Hyperventilating it was all focused on something that wasn't even in law yet. And they ignored what was already in the law and what was doing damage and what was harming Americans. They completely ignored it. Completely ignored it. Never once did I see a news report out there saying, well, you know, uh, one can understand why the Republicans or some lawmakers would want to reform Obamacare as 29 million people still remain uninsured. Premiums are skyrocketing. Uh, States don't have choice. But that didn't happen. It was all, CBO said 24 million more people are going to be on, or 24, 14, however many it was, the first of the year. Never an examination, and CBO couldn't score it, as to how many people would choose not to be on health care, because right now the government forces you to be. Forces you to buy these products. I just. um, uh, If you're frustrated. I get it. I'm frustrated too. This is the first major initiative. That was put out by the Republican Party. And. Many are out there saying. Well they can't govern. They don't know how. Uh, There. There might be some there. There. It's. The new guy that came out today and uh, pledged to clamp down on sanctuary cities. We'll get into probably that more tomorrow. By the way, speaking of tomorrow, Ruben Navarrete Jr. is coming on. How many of you folks out there, in the sound of my voice, have a dim view of illegal immigration? Okay. All of you who raised your hands, and I'm raising mine. You may be racist, according to Ruben Navarrete Jr., our good buddy here on the Chris Salcedo show, we will uh, debate the finer points of his latest article, which uh, I can I can imagine more than one of you will want to call in and uh, debate Mr. Navarrete on on his premise that you may be racist because you don't like illegal immigration. And you don't like stories. Look, we told you all last week about this, these two illegals. Freshmen who were 17 and 18 years old who are allowed to be in government-run schools and raping that 14-year-old girl in Rockville, Maryland. Well, just when you think it couldn't get any worse than that, it did. Oh, That's right, it did. Hempstead, New York. 31-year-old Tommy Vladimir Avredo Ventura, age 31. In Illegal. Who had been deported four times. Got back in the country. Each time. Because of Democrat policies folks. Because of liberal extremist Democrat policies. They kept the, the borders wide open. So this multiple time deportee. Multiple felon. Could continually enter the United States of America. Thank the Chamber of Commerce. Thank the Democrat Party. Thank so-called moderate Republicans who are bought and paid for by the illegal immigration lobby. This man, an MS-13 gang member, got back in. He stabbed two women. But the worst thing was, folks, he he committed a sexual assault. He sexually assaulted a two-year-old little girl. Now, many of you, when I first heard this story, I physically shuddered as any sane human being would. You can thank the Democrat Party for this guy being here. This guy would not have been allowed in the United States had had our government not betrayed us. On the border. Well, Chris, you know it. Illegals they per- perpetrate crime uh, at a less rate than Americans do. Yeah, by virtue of their population, as compared to ours. And how is that justification for allowing illegal immigration? How is that make it okay? to allow illegals into this country it doesn't this individual should not have been here just like the individuals who raped that 14 year old girl in Rockville Maryland inside the school should not have been here but somehow you and I are racists for saying it was a bad idea for them to be here I don't buy it never have We'll talk about it with Ruben tomorrow. Meantime, uh, back to health care, if I can't pivot. Uh, Paul Ryan taking his lumps after failing to push the repeal and uh, rewrite effort. Actually, it was the rewrite and the replace effort over the finish line. How do you go home to your constituents and send all of your
2: members home to their constituents saying, you know what, it's not even 100 days into the administration. Sorry, folks, we just can't figure
3: it out. That's
5: a really good question. I wish I had a better answer for you. Well,
3: the answer is clear. The work wasn't done. You didn't have the votes. You were trying to strong arm the Freedom Caucus, saying, well, these guys are going to vote with us. So they're going to f- fall short on their campaign promise. I think Jim Jordan put it correctly. Only 14% of the people liked it. 17% approval of this thing. Nobody liked it. And Paul Ryan, I'm sorry you didn't dot the I's and cross the T's, man. This work that should have been done two years ago.
5: Uh, I really believe that Obamacare is a law that is collapsing. It's hurting families. It's not working. It was designed in a fundamentally flawed way. Uh, We believe this bill is the best way to go, but we just didn't quite get the consensus to get there.
3: Yes, you believed it was the right way to go. The problem was your caucus didn't. You didn't have the 216 votes required of enough people to buy into this thing. This which is rightly called Obamacare light. It was. And I understand why you thought you had to do it that way. But there are a lot of people who said, you know what, we don't want to accept an entitlement. Ryan continued. The bottom line is
0: Obamacare right now remains the law of the land. Is that going to change in 2017?
5: Yeah, I don't know what else to say other than Obamacare is the law of the land. It's going to remain the law of the land until it's replaced. We did not have quite the votes to replace this law. Uh, And so, yeah, we're going to be living with Obamacare for the foreseeable future. I don't know how long it's going to take us to replace
3: this law. Well, you're going to have to get busy. And you're going to have to talk to these disparate groups inside of the Republican Party. And you're going to have to arrive at consensus. You're going to have to listen. Uh, Tom Cotton put it up, put it beautifully on CBS. You know, you took 18 days, which, you know, you're going to need months to formulate something that gets buy-in from everybody. It'll be a better bill. Trust me on that, if it gets done at all. Up next, folks, evidence the deep state exists. You'll hear a story you will not believe coming up on The Salcedo Show here on The Blaze. Be right back.
0: The Chris Salcedo Show will be right back. The Blaze Radio Network. Taking in a little Latin flair with Chris Salcedo on the Blaze Radio Network.
3: You guys remember the uh, the name Gibson Guitars? You guys remember Clive Bundy? Right? These were all uh, these were all overreach, government overreach. From what it was, the deep state. Some are alleging before we knew there was a deep state. I have not used the term. I've used Obama holdovers, but when I heard my next guest's story, uh, I I hedged a little bit. I just I just Obama holdovers seemed to to encapsulate the the caliber of individuals we were dealing with. Those who are extremist left wingers who took the power garnered by the federal government and abused it because. That's what power does. Um, Here's a quote from my next guest. America is under attack by the deep state. From big cities to small towns, no corner of the country is immune. I am not being salacious or inflating the situation when I make that statement. Everyday citizens have experienced SWAT-style raids complete with riot gear. Let me talk about it with Chris Cortlander. He's the founding director of the Custer Battlefield Museum. A former law enforcement officer who owns and operates the historic town of uh, Gary Owen, Montana, on the Custer Battlefield. Chris, welcome to the Salcedo Show.
7: Good morning from Montana.
3: Yes, sir. Uh, your story fascinates me. Your your personal experience with uh what what many are calling the deep state and we brought up a couple of examples here that you had cited you know clive bundy and gibson guitars but you had an experience of your own sir
7: i did and let me just briefly um give you some background on myself um i built the museum on the battlefield almost 24 years ago and in 2005 I was raided by the Bureau of Land Management, a SWAT team with automatic rifles and shotguns and battering rams that came here to my location with a search warrant um, for a button and a suspender buckle. And they had the search warrant for the wrong location, and I was naive enough, even though I was a former law enforcement officer, to point out their deficiencies in their search warrant and I signed a general consent to search my facility. And they ended up leaving here with over a thousand items because I signed the general consent to search because I had nothing to hide, right? Mm -hmm. One thing I just want to tell your listeners, if they're ever approached by law enforcement, never give up your right to search without a warrant signed by a judge, even though you're innocent because no matter, what they find, they will always try to make it a crime. That's their job, right? They're law enforcement officers. So never give up your right to search without a warrant, even though you have nothing to hide because it's your right. You're giving up something to them, but they're nev- they're not giving anything back to you. So they searched my building and then they threatened me with nine felonies over the next four years and eight months until I got a closure letter from the US Attorney's Office that there was no charges to be filed. Um, I failed to mention I was raided again in 2008 by the same agency Bureau of Land Management and Federal Fish and Wildlife this was over Indian artifacts and eagle feathers. They threatened wow. me with 89 years in prison I was never indicted, never charged with the crime, so I never had a right to a speedy trial because I was never charged. But the reason I'm on your radio show today is not specifically about my raid, but to talk about the overreach of the federal government Department of the Interior Law Enforcement, specifically the Bureau of Land Management, Federal Fish and Wildlife, and Forest Service Law Enforcement. Why do we need a federal law enforcement agency to police our own citizens is not why we have state police and county sheriffs and uh city police why do yeah, we Chris I I got I got to I got to tell
3: you are- that we have we have experience with the bureau of land management uh here in the state of Texas in particular along the Red River where uh in, in the era of Obama and this isn't I I'm I'm not going to blame this all on Obama of course what many are calling the deep state got a lot worse during his occupation of the Oval Office, but uh, they they basically have utilized uh, the the massive power of the federal establishment to take away people's private property along the Red River. So a lot of folks who are hearing your voice right now uh, in the state of Texas and beyond can relate to uh, to what you're talking about. Keep
7: in mind, it really did not start with Obama. Obama crescendoed it from the Bush administration, and I don't want to blame this on the Bush administration, but um, just briefly, how it trans- transpired was after 9 one George Bush signed an executive order creating a lot of federal agencies, giving each one of his secretaries police powers to create their own police department, Department of the Interior, um, the EPA, the Department of Education, um, I, I can go to uh, NOAA, National Oceanographic. Each one of them has their own federal SWAT team, police department now, and it's basically because of what happened with 911. We didn't know what was going to happen after the World Trade Centers went down. George Bush did what he thought was right, but now we need to de-escalate, and Obama administration definitely crescendoed it. But the reason I'm really on your radio show today is because there was four suicides subsequent from the BLM raids. There was the Gibson Guitar raid, there was my raid, and then there was also a Four Corners raid in Blanding, Utah, where three people committed suicide after being raided by the Bureau of Land Management and being involved with the Bureau of Land Management. The reason I'm here today is because there was a fourth suicide that occurred December 31st, 2016 in Cody, Wyoming. His name was Robert Weaver. He was an amateur geologist who picked up a rock, the BLM says, off a state, uh, off of federal land, but it's being disputed that it wasn't federal land, it was private property. And the tactics that the Bureau of Land Management uses during these raids, they come in and point guns at you, at your head. When they raided the Custer Battlefield Museum, they took down one of my interns who is a degreed intern here in a 125-day internship, and they pointed a rifle at the back of his head while he was spread eagle on the ground over a, bu- a uniform button and a suspender buckle supposedly taken from the Custer Battlefield. Wow. So my question is to all the listeners, why are SWAT teams with automatic rifles coming in to museums, to guitar factories, to collectors' homes in Utahs, with guns of blazing when none of these people had criminal background.
3: And not only that, my, my big question is, why does the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Agency need tactical gear and SWAT gear to enforce U.S. Fish and Wildlife uh, uh, precepts or or, or regulations that's it's it's a it's a valid question and chris i want to thank you for bringing it to to our attention we'll stay on this chris courtlander everybody's a founding director of the custer battlefield museum where can folks go if they want to know more information about your story
7: chris dot on the left hand column go to press releases there's about 12 articles listed we have a detailed press release regarding the four suicides and what's currently happening now and what we're doing to combat it. One thing I just want to end with is Congressman Chaffetz out of Utah has a bill in Congress to demilitarize the BLM. It's House Bill 622. Please look that up and call your federal delegation to back Congressman Chaffetz's bill to demilitarize the Bureau of Land Management. The bill has seven co-sponsors. We need more co-sponsors for this to happen.
3: Chris Cortlander, everybody. Thank you very much for being here, folks. It goes right back to the old Salcedo Show axiom. It is best not to give government more power, lest it be abused, because it always will be. 888 ninety three eight 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 nine zero 900 is the telephone number to reach out to me. We'll close the show up. Coming up next, right here on The Blaze.
0: You're listening to The Chris Salcedo Show. The Blaze Radio Network.
2: Chris Salcedo show
0: conservative talk radio with spice
3: all right welcome back everybody before we uh, we say adieu first off yeah I guess I didn't address this enough in the show yeah I'm aware that Trump has sent out signals and you know what when he starts actually doing something with Democrats we'll see Democrats and this is the why I, this is why I'm not jumping on board. Because, I mean, I've heard a lot of people out there saying, "Well, you're gonna you're gonna throw the, throw the Republicans overboard." I just I just got a pitch from um, a PR agency that said, "Oh yeah, Trump's gonna forget Mitch, forget um, Paul, go with Nancy, and go with Chucky." You have to understand what's going on politically on the other side of the aisle. To a Democrat, Trump is cancer. They just spent the last year and a half demonizing this man saying that he's Hitler and now you're going to do a deal with him on what infrastructure (laughs) that's why I that's why I'm chuckling so many people fretting over Donald Trump working with Democrats how do you square that peg I don't I I don't I don't get that how does a how does a Democrat say I'm going to work with Trump because uh infrastructure is good What, you're working with Hitler? (laughs) Try selling that to your base. I just I'll I'll believe it when I see it. I think the Democrats have settled in to opposing everything. Which is fine. So long so long as you continue to have the Republicans' numbers. This is why this is why the failure was so terrible of the Republicans' first effort to govern. Because It was disappointing to a guy like me going, well, you know, because I I know there's no hope with Democrats. That's the that's the hopeless party. But, you know, so what I was left with was the Republicans and they can't govern their way out of a paper bag, apparently. So. uh, I'm just I'm not all. uh, Enthused. By what can actually get done as far as a positive agenda for the country. That that's why I'm I'm so just shaking my head. They can't they can't do it. They've shown no evidence of it. So we shall see what happens with tax reform and what happens with the infrastructure plan. Uh the Daily Signal wrote this. Uh, this is what we're left with, folks. Because the Republicans didn't have a a consensus bill and because the Republicans didn't actually want to replace Obamacare, they've accepted the entitlement. Here's what we're stuck with. Until recently, the House was scheduled to vote on the American Health Care Act. Didn't happen. We all know this. This is Drew uh, Garnschowski at uh, the Daily Signal. Obamacare caused premiums to rise for various reasons. Chief among them being the vast new regulations the law imposed on insurance markets. New analysis from the Milliman or from Milliman backs uh, backs up this statement. The study provided estimates of the average impact that various Obamacare regulations had on premiums, and they listed them in chart form. Folks, are you ready? These are now these are Obamacare mandates, health insurer tax, added two percent. To the cost of, a, of a, a national policy. Health exchange fee. <laughs> There's a range here. 1.4 to 2.3. Now it's up to 2.8 to 3.7. Trust me. I, don't don't focus on the numbers. Just focus on the, the, the number of mandates. Guarantee issue. Reinsurance. By the way, guarantee issue. Which is. Uh, my understanding is. The you're you're guaranteed to get health care or health insurance, not health care, but health insurance. That adds fifteen to thirty percent in the value of a policy. Morbidity or sickness coverage, four percent. Community rating. Essential health benefits. We covered this earlier. Essential to who? The government says they're essential, but they're not essential to me. I'm done having kids. I don't need prenatal care. Why do I have to buy it? Because the government says it's essential. Well, screw the government. They're not paying for it. At least. Oh, yeah, it actually, there's no such thing as government money. It's all taxpayer money. Taxpayers are paying for it. Actuarial value. All of this adds up to 45.5 to 68% added costs. You couple that with what the traders', traders insurance companies are doing just by having insurance. They add about 30% to the overall cost of healthcare. This is a disaster. <laughs> Absolute disaster. But we're stuck with it. Because Republicans forgot how to govern, I suppose. We will uh, take this up tomorrow. And, uh, of course, don't forget Ruben Navarrete Jr. will be in. If you don't like illegal immigration somehow you're racist that's what he's saying remember everybody a society's worth is not measured by how much power is seized by an out-of-control government but rather how much power is reserved for we the people have a grand day back tomorrow tuesday the salcedo show on the blaze radio network
0: this is the chris salcedo show part of the next generation of talk radio this is the blaze radio network